The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> Doki doki. <clears throat> this is the Homance Chronicles. Why am I trying to say a story of a girl? Remember that song? This yeah. is the story of a girl. <laughs> yeah, anyway, this is Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Nicole. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt to sing or hum or do anything. No, that's my job. <laughs> I was more distracted by you clearing your throat. I was like, I... that's that's probably not the best way to open. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. I'll kind of mute it. It'll be fine. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Homance Chronicles. Uh, we're doing another hose of history this this time around this week. Mm-hmm. I'm super thrilled. Mm-hmm. We went through um, your hoe last week, and my God, what a massive, amazing hoe she was. And massive, I mean, like, massively amazing. Not physically <laughs> in size. Yeah. No, Roberta Flack is... Pretty average size. She's um, average size, yes. <laughs> but uh, she has quite the story, and I don't think it's that well known. Uh, when you posted the social media stuff, um, you included like a screenshot of one of her Twitter posts announcing her movie that's coming out named yeah. Alberta. And um, yeah. so obviously, other people were aware. You know, maybe the older generation was aware, but um, and now I'm like super interested in seeing the movie, and I'm I all mean, invested. We have to, right? Yes, <laughs> we have to. Yes, we absolutely have to at this point. I oh mean, I love to see how they depict her white husband in this like probably <laughs> lifetime esque type of film. I was gonna say, is this gonna be like a Hallmark Channel special or something? Yeah, shit? like I'm yeah. here for it. I'll watch a hundred percent. Well, you know, Lifetime, I think it was Lifetime, was doing those um, movies like the salt and pepper one, um, TLC one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did, I don't know, BET did um, uh, the boy band one. I can't remember their name right now. But anyway. Um, you know, they got this- us with those after school specials, you know, how we come home. Yeah. And now that we're getting older, they're grabbing us again. Fuckers. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm just sitting there intently, like oh, observing absolutely. the whole thing. Full on captured because <laughs> that was my childhood. Hi, that was my jam. <laughs> uh, so I have, the, I have the windows open in the podcast loft and I just saw a fly fly in and I was like, God damn it. Because mm, I don't have happen. screens on the windows. Mm. Damn. That's going to happen, but it's going to be okay. It's going to go downstairs and you're not going to remember until you're downstairs. So mm. it's okay. My cats have let a fly live in my house. It's been a resident. Uh-huh. Yeah. Squatting in my home. These fucking cats haven't done a goddamn thing about it. Gia At doesn't do anything do. about it either. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, it's Gia. I imagine not. She's got other priorities like eating and bothering you. These two. <laughs> They got other other shit going on. You can touch a fly. Look at uh, her. She's just staring at me looking for more food. <laughs> yeah, I recently was having a battle with a fly. And I have electric fly swatters 
<laughs> and so Which are amazing. Yeah. So this fly though, like would get hit by the fly swatter, but then wouldn't like stay, like didn't connect like for a long enough amount of time to get zapped, you know? Yeah. So at one point I was just like, fine, you win, fly. And it just retreated to the couch. And then it started buzzing by my ears. It was like, oh, that fucker. Head. Yes. Then it was just tormenting me. I was <gasps> like, I said you could win. Go away. How and- dare you? Just insult <laughs> to injury. Just like open that wound. Here comes the salt. Rub it in. <laughs> it's the worst when they're by your ear. Oh, it is. It really is. Like I you have the up- entire house to be around. You're right by me. Go fucking yes. bother my trash can, please. <laughs> I ended up killing the fly when it was on my window, I had to pull the blinds up because I couldn't get it through the blinds, you know? Well, no, you can't slap the blinds. Yeah. I pulled the blinds up and I just let it like sit there open as like a trap. So you finally landed on the window and I didn't like, I didn't take the fly swatter to it flush. I turned it horizontally with the plastic part and nailed him that way because- oh. Used it how it was never intended to be used. Correct. Because Love he'd it. already outsmarted the fly swatter multiple Man. times. Man. So I was like, well, now let me outsmart you, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I've conditioned you to expect this great, ha plastic yeah. smash. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Seriously, I, that's why when I just saw this fly fly in here, I was like, oh no. Yeah, it's hopefully just- not from the same stubborn bunch. Yeah. Yep. You just relieved, you just relived your traumatic experience in real time. Truly. I know. <laughs> and you're going on vacation this week. How exciting. Mm-hmm. I know I am. I'm very excited to go to the Dominican. I've actually been to the, the Dominican before I've been to Punta Cana, but it's been probably 12 years. Yep. So the thing that I'm looking forward to most though, about this hotel, cause I'm staying at a different resort. They have a lazy river. Mm, mm. We all know how much you and I love them fucking lazy rivers, though. That is one of my dreams. So I'm taking my own floaty. I would, too. Fuck yeah. No, I'm not (laughs) paying for a floaty. Nor am I I going to. I don't think you have to pay for them, but it's just they go fast. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, it's like the chairs at a beach resort where by the pool, people go down there at 7 a.m. and like pick their chair out with the towel. So, you know, if you're not an early riser, you're just shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the floaties would be like that too. I'd have to wait till people went to lunch and then try to steal them. Good for you. You're really but thinking instead, I'm just going to take my own. Yeah, you might as well just have somebody else blow it up for you though. Right. Oh, I have a little air compressor guy. I'm taking oh, Of course. Who, who am I? <laughs> Silly me to think that you would actually find another human to help you and not just have a fucking piece of equipment packed already. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not. Can't say I'm fucking surprised. Anybody? Anybody? Um, yeah, me and the girls were talking about things that we need to take, and so we're all gonna bring floaties. But a couple of girls ordered ones to take, the kind that is just um blown up at the head and feet, like they're like pillows, and it's oh yeah, in the middle because Mm -hmm. that's less room to pack. They're easier to blow up. Yada yada. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like. I already have like five floaties and I don't even live on a lake. Like, 
We just like water things, I suppose. <laughs> but also like room to pack. What else are you fucking packing for? You're going on vacation. You need space for floaties and bathing suits and like a couple things to wear out in public, right? That's it. Right, right. Yeah, I don't well and all my pills. <laughs> Amen. Never mind. That's <laughs> roughly 25% of your space right there. The real estate is gone. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. So if I buy anything, I'll probably have to leave that float behind in the room. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Or just, just leave it at the pool and be like, put a four it's yours. sign. Yeah. <laughs> you give me 10 bucks. You get yourself a floaty. <laughs> <laughs> You're pawning off your floaty at the end of your vacation. I just need this extra 10 y'all. I'll be right there. I swear. <laughs> oh man. Man, but I'm really anyway. excited. So good yeah. vibes on your trip. I hope that you don't have any issues. I'm not even going to say what kind. I just don't want you to have any of them. Right. Yeah. Me either. Shit. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants them. Shit. <laughs> All right. You ready to talk to Miss Ambisextrious over here or what? Oh, okay. Coming out the gate hot. Yeah. Well, I mean, last week I kind of teased them, you know. I know. I know. I'm not sure if anybody actually fucking cared, but we're doing it. Here we are. <laughs> right. Because I mean, I do remember going, I've never heard anybody call themselves an ambisex. What is it? <laughs> ambisextrous. Yep. S E X T R O U S is how it was spelled. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> are you ready for Miss Tallulah Bankhead, y'all? Because she's a fucking trip. Where well, I'm and ready. I'm, I'm like so. <sighs> okay. I'm just going to start. <laughs> okay. we will we'll label we'll put our references in the show notes for this one okay few. okay so talula her name is actually talula bankhead she was born in 1902 and um <clears throat> she was born in, into a political family in alabama and the family was kind of already well known ish they weren't affluent but they had more money than most and in that time her mom passed away and because of that her dad was absent due to you know self-loathe and alcohol and all that fun stuff oh I thought you were gonna say because he was working no <laughs> no um he was he was just very depressed and upset but also I okay. think he was you know a man in politics as well but so that meant that he was fairly absent um here and there and i mean eventually at some point her brother became a senator and her dad was a state senator so or a senator so like her family had political prowess i just don't know when in relation to when she was younger um but you know so dad was an alcoholic and you know she would be home and her dad would come home with all of his drunk friends and he would put music on and put her on the table and have her entertain like you know curly soup entertaining with everybody with dance and song. So she was already preconditioned to be the center of attention. She got older and her dad sent her to an all girls school. And that's where she started to explore her sexuality. Um, she was absolutely sexually active by the time she was 15 with both men and women. Okay. And when you said that her dad would put her on the table, I was more picturing like a go-go dancer type situation mm -hmm. um not a 
not a more innocent Curly Sue situation. So I was like, I wonder if dad's friends were super creepy and sexualized her. Right. I don't know. They probably were, to be honest, because they're all loaded and, you know, whatever. So she was kind of already interested in being the center of attention. And then um, as she continued to get older, she was put in that school, like I said, and um, she started fucking all of her colleagues, all of her little school friends. classmates? Yes, them people. Those (laughs) those ones. I went, just got out of work. God. (laughs) Well, I was like, wait, did I miss something? Is she working there? No. <laughs> no, I just can't mouth. I can't brain. Can't make the English. The words be tough. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, oh, did I zone out for a second? <laughs> no. No. No, you did not. So by the time she was 15, she was actually already on stage and she was doing performances. She was, um, I will say up front, she was in an Alfred Hitchcock film called Lifeboat. So if you are interested in seeing her in a more higher star, higher caliber type show, movie, whatever, you can absolutely see her in that. Otherwise, she was mostly a radio personality, but she got her start in theater on stage. And then she... Um, ended up getting an offer to go to West End London and she was in a show called The Dancers and while she was there she was so wild that her name Tallulah was a verb it became a verb (laughs) she was so nuts they're like you went ahead and got all Tallulah on us or something like that as I understand it (laughs) oh damn that's pretty bad when the theater people are saying that you're too much. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the oh, West End Lord. is um, like theater district yep. in London. Yep. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So she was there for a while. She made a name for herself. And then she actually came back over to the States and started to mingle a little bit more with the, you know, um, Hollywood elites, including names like um, Joan Crawford, I believe. I'm missing oh, it now Joan Crawford point. has a really great yeah. story, too. We should yeah. write her down. Yeah, we'll write her. Do you write her down? But yeah, so she was linked to the likes of Joan Crawford and Billie Holiday. And there was always this like unsaid relationships, you know, she had relationships with all these people, all these women, but because it was early days in film in Hollywood and being a lesbian was completely no, no. She continued to play both sides of the, of the, you know, fence, but really um, a lot of the, rumors I guess you could say around her and the other females that were in the industry at that time excuse me now I said it last week but I'll say it again because I find it to be hilarious she um she claimed at the time of one of the articles that I read she claimed that she had had sex with over 5,000 people in her lifetime at that point I don't know if that's an aggressive number for y'all, but a hundred percent is for me. I didn't do the math on that. <laughs> How old was fuck. she at this point? Let's. She passed away at sixty-six years old. So let's say she, 30, she said that thirty-one. Her... Oh, she passed away at sixty-six. So let's say she was thirty-one. Wow, times that's, thirty-one. That's a lot of people. 
Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's villages and towns that don't have that many people. Right, exactly. So I'm taking um weeks in a year or a month or not months, whatever. That's like 13 people a day. A day? For, I'm and I'm I'm not good at the maths, so I'm fucking it all up. Okay. You said five thousand. Five thousand. Yes. Okay. Well, you keep going and I'll do the math. Okay. So <clears throat> she claims that and she made her claim. Um, and then when people started to ask her about her relationships with other women and, you know, what was going on in her life with her sexuality, there were a couple of uh, funny quotes that I thought we're good enough to share one I shared last week which was my father warned me about men and booze but not about women and cocaine touche Tallulah too fucking shay I see you <laughs> well so I did the math as if she had 16 years of sexual experience That's because valid. you said that she had already had sex by the time she was 15 Mm-hmm. And so she's saying she's now, let's estimate 31. That mm-hmm. means that it would be 26 different people per month over 16 years. Yeah, that's an aggressive. That's almost a person a day. Wow. A diff- like that is how? How? I mean, the the 40s, 50s, and 60s were a wild fucking time, let's be honest. 30s, I guess, 40s, but I mean, 50s. You've got days where, you know, you're on your period or maybe you're sick or maybe it's a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't you're supposed to be spending you- Christmas with your family. <laughs> you really just can't out or can't rule out multiples in a day to compensate for the lack of one in a day for holidays orgies. <laughs> <laughs> She had to have been into some group stuff, lots of threesomes or something, because oh, for sure, there's no way that five thousand in that time frame. Well, uh, I who knows what's the actual. All I know is that one of the articles she stated that um, by the time she was thirty, she had a hysterectomy because of all the STDs that she had. So let me restate that. Let me repeat in case y'all didn't catch that. She had her lady bits removed from the inside of her body because it was so fucking infected with STDs. It was ruined. Ruined. Oh, my God. Whether that's true, we don't know. But I can't, you know, honestly, if you think about the time frame, the era, I I imagine that was their their resolution for it. It wasn't something, you know, there wasn't a lot of medication or a lot of technology and advancements in medicine so they're just like no fuck it take it out just keeps getting infected take it out (laughs) i just don't know if that really works because (laughs) not all stds are in the inside oh i know trust you me i don't think it was removed due to std and infection i think it was because the infections had just destroyed it oh god yeah oh my um (laughs) I mean, I'm all about people doing whatever they want to do. And I'm like, if she really did sleep with 5,000 people, like that's 
cool. That's good for her. But again, I question the legitimacy because there's at some point it has to hurt to have sex if you have that much of an STD problem. Right. You would think yeah. there'd be some pain involved. Oh, for sure. But who's to say that she was still infected? It might have been just that she was like damaged, like scar tissue, and it was painful. Who knows? Who knows if it's actually true? I don't know. Right. Um, uh, one of the other quotes that she had, you know, shared along the way when they were asking about her about her relationships with, you know, Billie Holiday and Joan Crawford and all the others, um, she asked, how could I rule out a whole sex? You know, which was fair. But at that time, you know, that was a novel idea, having mm-hmm. sex with both sides. Mm-hmm. She was um, a sinner. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. At some point in her career, <laughs> there was a documentary released called The Thunder Below. And okay. the documentary was about Tallulah's vagina. So... Uh- <laughs> I mean, I figured with that name, but <laughs> y'all are interested in the story of Tallulah's Vaj and where it went. Likely you can find answers there. <laughs> the thunder below. <laughs> it just, it sounds so ominous. I mean, if you were going to make a movie about your vag, would you want that to be the title? I don't I don't think I I would not want it's not a bad title (laughs) for what she's trying to explain but I will say that it's kind of funny because Charles Bickford and Paul Luca Lucas was in in the film but the the cover for it is like (laughs) it's pretty fucking funny oh yeah it looks like uh old tiny romance novel <laughs> yeah. like know? the paperbacks that your mom yeah. would read yeah 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 thunder below yeah i now i've got my brain going on what i would call a documentary about my vag i think you would have to be sunshine <laughs> because i can't even hear you laughing like are you is that your audio or are you just like not making any noise I'm silently laughing <laughs> but can it be the sunshine because really it yeah with a capital title. t-h-e mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah the sunshine yeah I don't know if this- you remember this or not but my friend with benefits told me that my pussy was like sunshine. <laughs> oh yes, no, I remember that. Okay. Full on. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners may not have ever even known that. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say I don't think that was shared to the public until just now. <laughs> I feel like I've shared it before, but it would have been an old episode. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just shared in plenum. <laughs> if you didn't know, y'all, Nicole's got the sun between her legs. <laughs> <laughs> so funny so you don't have a name for you for mine <laughs> well your movie would be yeah ah oh, geez you know I have to I really have to consider that okay the stalker maker that's what we're calling it <laughs>
the stalker stage, maker. The stage five clinger of vaginas. <laughs> the stalker maker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going with it. It's a mystery drama. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. It's lurking around the corner. Discovery Plus, you just let me know when you're ready. I, I got you. <laughs> oh my God. Have you seen the commercials for that uh, dating in the jungle show on Discovery Plus? <laughs> I watched it. You did? I mean, I'm not. Well, I mean, I would watch it too if I had Discovery Plus, but I don't. I'm getting it for you for Christmas. It's forever your Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody should have fucking Discovery Plus, not sponsored, but should be because fuck. This TV show, because I watch all the all the reality dating shows, the Love Islands, all of the things that are just ridiculous. And not. No, yeah. And I was like, I would watch, I like, I totally will watch it at some point or like telling myself, like, I would watch that even though it's so, so, so dumb. So, so, oh, it's so, so it's dumb. absurd. These people absurd. in the commercial are wearing feathers and coming out of the water and like screaming and acting like okay animals. All right. Because they're we'll finding love in the jungle. We'll go tangent. We'll go a little tangent time on everybody, just so they understand this show that Nicole is talking about. It requires the contestants don't speak to each other. They are not allowed to use their words. They have to use hand signals and grunts and whatever the fuck else. Like animals, they can't physically communicate. So it's a fucking shit show with all of these people talking to the camera about how badass they are, and then they get to the fucking scene where they're talking about. They're just like. <laughs> like looking like fucking idiots in the camera honestly it's it's a mess i love it i feel like i'll be really annoyed by all the noises they make nope you won't be i guarantee it you'll be so enamored by how fucking crazy these people again i could never be that silly like i could never go on a show where you have to act things out or make unhuman noises or whatever like i could never just I don't know, have no inhibitions or like let go enough. Like, I don't think I'd ever want that on the internet forever. Yeah, but here we are doing podcast stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know, but still, like, that's why I said, I, that's why I initially was make. like, I don't think I could do anything that silly. <laughs> it's silly. I feel like I could. I feel like I could because it's for the, you know, it's a team spirit type shit. I wouldn't be that on my own, I guess. But anyway, back to Miss Tolua. Yeah. Sorry. So for what? This is fucking <laughs> hilarious. So at that time, okay, so there's also around the time that she was like, you know, becoming a menace to society, a sexual menace to society, there is a, a book or a series called the Kinsey Report, K-I-N-S-E-Y. And the Kinsey Reports, um, I'm getting this from the, the Wikipedia page because it's kind of ancillary to everything, but There are two scholarly books on human sexual behavior, human sexual behavior in the human male and from 1948. So I imagine this copy, this fucking book is just stellar, full of little golden nuggets of ridiculousness. And uh, the sexual behavior in human female in 1953, they were written by, of course, three men. Alfred Kinsey, Wardell Pomeray, and Clyde Martin. And 
Paul Gebhard. So you can imagine that the books were very, you know, very educational. They had a lot of really good information on them in them. <laughs> and uh, frankly, it's, it's, well, because honestly, they were both controversial and within the scientific community because they challenged conventional beliefs of sexuality and looked at, you know, things that were taboo, including things like bestiality. So Mm. it was a very controversial book uh-huh. regardless of what they put in there for you know the, the human sexuality I think it's just going to be like a remarkable read once I get to it because I'm just going to be laughing the whole time but uh, the original author author Alfred Kinsey is the founder of the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex Gender and Reproduction more, more widely known as the Kinsey Institute um, he was a zoologist at Indiana University. I don't know what that, how that qualifies him to do sexual behavior and get books published, but here we are. <laughs> he probably studied animal reproduction. Yeah, yeah. So scientifically, but okay. So aside from what the Kinsey reports provided, the big thing there was the fact that it had bestiality in it. And, uh, at some point in one of the interviews, somebody had asked her about the Kinsey report and how she felt about the things therein. And she said, that's nah, all old hat to me. Been there, done that. Mm. Girl. Okay. All of it, huh? I love that she has no shame. None. None at all. This I woman love it. flies with Zed shame. But none. She's got none. Zero fucking could care less i guarantee this woman had to have been playing a character her entire 66 years of life i could not imagine being so bold (laughs) you know her mother passed away so she didn't have to deal with mom guilt this is and her dad wasn't fully present so maybe he also blames himself for some of this and sexualizing her by making her dance for his friends so at this point she doesn't have adult figures in her life that are going to guilt and shame her oh yeah or check her even to keep her i mean she's already she was in that all-girls school so yeah i'm sure all girls schools are (laughs) freaky deaky anyway 100 percent (laughs) yeah Absolutely. So um, she did actually have a marriage in her lifetime. Um, But there was one woman in particular that there were kind of like rumors going on around their relationship. And it was widely known that Tallulah was just a psychopath when it came to this person because Greta Garbo would, you know, show up at parties uh, and then Tallulah would kind of stalk her a little bit and make her feel very uncomfortable to a point that she would have to leave. Like she would see Tallulah at the house or whatever and be like, I don't want her here. And then somehow, some way Tallulah would figure it out and she would be kind of like a creep stalker and she would leave. So we don't think that uh, Greta Garbo and Tallulah had that kind of relationship, but again, you never know. They may have had a, a moment in time together and then it wouldn't, didn't go well. And now who's, who's to say who's right, who's wrong. So, um, it was, um, she had been married. She got married for four years, um, four years of her life. It didn't really, they didn't really give us too much info on who or what, but her quote for him was, 
The weapon may be of admirable proportions, but the shot is weak. Oh my God. Why'd she marry him then? Well, who fucking knows, man? Who knows? Or maybe it went downhill after they got married. <laughs> yeah, man, potentially. Um, so yeah, she um she did all of these things. She got married for a little tick in time. She got divorced, I believe. And then she unfortunately passed away early. She was 66 when she left us, but apparently not a moment too soon because at that point she had gotten too old and bored. And her quote was going down on women gives me a stiff neck going down on a man lockjaw fucking just gives me claustrophobia. So by the time that she was ready to go, she had seen her things that she wanted to see, ride, ridden her dicks and eaten her pussies, and she was done. She had had enough. Do you know how she passed away? Like, if it was natural <clears throat> or shit, cancer or like what? That's a good question. I don't believe I got that far. Let's see. Because 66 seems young for natural passing, but it was a different time. So she had pneumonia. Okay. There we go. It was, and it was complicated by emphysema due to cigarette smoking and malnutrition, but it may have also been exacerbated by a strain of the flu, which was an endemic at the time. Okay. I was like, she must've had a compromised immune system or there must've been something to die from pneumonia. You want to know what her last words were? Of course. Codeine bourbon. <laughs> that was her requesting codeine and bourbon. Do we think she's just sitting there requesting it or she's yes. saying that into the air? I mean, nope, she wanted a codeine and bourbon. That was her final request. Perfect. Oh my God. Um, she caught pneumonia by wandering around nude in her dressing room in a Philadelphia theater, apparently, purportedly. That's not really how pneumonia works, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 68, you know. We're not I know, I mean, when we were growing up, our parents were like, you have to wear a coat, you're going to get a cold. I'm like, that's not how, like, I will feel cold, yes. <laughs> but... Co like colds are spread through people <laughs> so actually one thing i did miss was that she was famed for being able to polish off a bottle of bourbon in under 30 minutes but in the same amount of time she could also plow through 100 craven as inhale a cloud of cocaine while flirting the pants off any male or more likely female that she could see through her intoxicated haze mm. damn i think that she may not have dealt with some past trauma <laughs> oh no honey she was <laughs> living her trauma seeing it through to the very very bitter bitter end oh man yeah. She says, the only thing I regret about my past is the length of it. If I had to live my life again, I'd make the same mistakes only sooner. Mm. Interesting. 
I mean, what a bad bitch. Right? So I love, though, that she was 66. She's like, I've had enough. Yeah, I'm tired. My my and my lady bits are all gone. So well, it's not that her lady bits were gone. She still had a vagina, but I'm sure at 66, you have to lube it up. It just sounds like she was like, it's too much work. Yeah, that's all she wanted. That's like all she wanted to do was drink, smoke, have sex, take drugs. And that's what she did for 66 years. Yeah, I know. And then she just was like, okay, I'm over it at this point now. (laughs) Just give me a codeine and bourbon, please. I'd like to go now. Yeah. What the fuck? Let me meet my maker. (laughs) (laughs) With my own concoction. Right. I wonder if she actually requested like a maker's mark. (laughs) Is that whiskey or bourbon? I don't know. I think it's it's bourbon. I don't know. It's all brown to me. Isn't it the same? Bourbon and whiskey are the same. They are, but. my cousin would probably be yelling at us right the, now. I'm sure. I think it's the um, preparation of them. Yeah, Kentucky bourbon. So bourbon has to be made in Kentucky or something like that. I think that's not Tennessee. Cool. Tennessee. <laughs> or if it comes cool. from. No, it's really can no, be like, made from anywhere. No, but it has to be called a bourbon or a whiskey. I can't remember. My cousin's going to be like, ah, her head's going to be a poof exploding. I know. So anyway, we that, yeah. an area that we don't know anything about. Oh, that's fine. Somebody will fact check us. I'm cool with that. So, uh, yeah, that's Tallulah Bankhead, that saucy bitch. She was around for 66 years and made a lot of people's lives kind of uncomfortable, but I'm here for it. <laughs> we needed her. Yeah, we sure the fuck did. She we was something her. else. I mean obviously you have some extreme ends of the spectrum when you have people who are super conservative or super not I guess um but you need to have somebody who's going to challenge status quo or who's going Mm -hmm. to say I'm going to live my life the way I want to yeah so that other people feel like they can so I actually missed this part because I couldn't read my scribbles, but um, she had a comic, a female comic, a relationship with her. They lived together. They were in a relationship. I'm using air quotes. Um, But Tallulah never stopped stepping out on anybody. She did what she wanted to do. So Tallulah would have this, this person as her, like, basically her sidekick, her, her fallback. No, that's her main well, no, yeah, that her main, was her main. And then everybody else is the side. Lived with her main, all the things. And then she just kept bringing her side pieces over all the time. And her mm-hmm. main was just like, I support you. It's okay. Man or woman. She probably was really upfront about it. Mm-hmm. She absolutely was, which is you fine. Know? Yeah, she so didn't hide was, anything, obviously. I'm assuming that she was telling them that she didn't want to be committed or that she wanted to have an open relationship or something so they could only be mad at themselves if they accepted it mm-hmm. and didn't really want to oh yeah that's how so, you that's how you whiskey, live through your trauma right <laughs> whiskey Cody and is burden. a uh, distilled spirit made from grains like corn and rye and aged in wooden barrels bourbon is a type of whiskey and there are strict rules in place to ensure its quality bourbon must be made in the u.s distilled from at least 51% corn and aged in new oak charred barrels. Okay. So it's just the U S I thought it was like Kentucky and Tennessee, but I guess I was like, there's, not. there's no way that that's a thing <laughs> down the street for me. There's a whiskey distillery. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough to say I knew I wasn't right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I knew it was something different about the barrels. Anyway. Yeah. There we go. Can you hear the sirens? Oh, yeah. That was a little bit of a siren. So uh, in 1968, our our dear friend Tallulah passed in New York. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you can go and find, again, her documentary. Thunder Below. Right. So it doesn't say, though, when she went from London to New York. I can check to see if it's around really quickly. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. I just am like, she grew up here, then she was here, then she was here, which, I mean, it jives with her whole story. She's not going to necessarily commit to being in one place because she can't commit to people either. Right. So I just thought it was, it would be interesting to know if there's a timeline or if there's reasons for her leaving, like, did she have a stalker maker? (laughs) (laughs) It's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, so the, the show that she was in called the dancers that was, was in West end. It was a 10 month run. Oh, Okay. And she, uh, yes. Um, it looks like the New Yorker actually has a really good article on her. If you guys are interested in reading a more thorough history on what she was like, you can go to the New Yorker and find her story there. It is free. I wonder how she, well, I'm answering my own question. I was like, I wonder how she ended up getting so well-known and having like this, such a well-known reputation and people knowing her by name and creating her name as like a verb in England and in the U.S. And then I was like, well, if you think about it, she lived out loud. Mm. She was telling people. She was. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> that's how she that was, happened <laughs> she was in london for almost 10 years okay yeah that was how long the show went for i guess all right <laughs> yeah man she's nuts she was absolutely insane her little things that she says like the way she responded to all the people always asking her about stuff like it sounds it's like she remarkable. responded to, yeah, like she responded to them like, you idiot, why would you think it would be any other way than what I'm telling you? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> uh, all right. Is it at a girl time? I believe it is. All righty. So did I use this for my last at a girl? I don't think I did. Did I use painting my office? Is my last at a girl? Mm-hmm. You oh, sure I did. did. Okay. Then this week is <laughs> I tore up the carpet. <laughs> um, I had to cut the carpet into like four sections in order to be able to drag it out of my room down to the curb. Which um, I'm so excited you were doing. You did that. I'm just so so stoked. Yeah. So now I'm in the process of putting down new <laughs> carpet tiles. And I've got them like laid out in the room, but I haven't committed yet. Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> I'm still like making sure the pattern like makes sense and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, so you don't walk in there and see like the random pattern and be like, ah, and you have to flip right? it all, like <laughs> pull it all up and flip it. Uh, so anyway, office is still in the works. It's going to take me a minute because I'm leaving in two days. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Uh, but I got, um, I got the carpet up, new carpet semi down and, um, also halfway through painting my desk. Hey, that's a big thing. I mean, that's a tedious job. It truly is. <laughs> it really is. So good for you. I had a girl. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I had a girl's a little bit of a big girl. I had a girl today, y'all. The day this is getting released, I will be signing for my new home yay my boyfriend and I are getting a house we're moving in together and I couldn't be more thrilled and I'm terrified about merging all the animals because he has two dogs and two birds and as y'all know I have two cats so it's gonna be a fucking trip but god damn excited (laughs) it is no kids fuck it (laughs) but I'm really excited because we are finding our little space to have together and things are progressing and we're just super in love and I'm just so thrilled and usually I don't like to be super like emotional about this kind of thing but I'm really happy so good yeah that is a big add a girl thank you a homeowner for a first time yeah so I know people listening may or may not remember at one point in time I spoke about a lot that I had and I had to go mow the lawn and the neighbors at that lot were like kind of crazy. Well, we sold a lot and I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I should be telling them about the neighbors. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But (laughs) wait till the ink's dry. Absolutely. Yep. But they, uh, but it's fun because I think the the story is that their family is local and they are going to build a home on the property, which I'm excited about because, you know, I've mowed that lawn for like five years. I want to see a house on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's all very special. It's big moments, you know, Mm -hmm. big things, big Atta girls. So now the rest of my Atta girls are going to be about the house and how much I've gotten done on the house. (laughs) I just did it two weeks in a row. I get it. I mean, I've been in my house for like almost five years, but still, right. still yeah. do it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, so if you guys like what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe. If you have a hoe of history you'd like to suggest, please send it to us in our DMS on one of the socials or email us at homancepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. And then you can also join the closed group. It's on Facebook. It's called the Homance Chronicles, a judgment-free zone. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Homance right. out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>